we call it volunteering because you're cheering on everybody, but the volunteers are the most popular people out on the course because the athletes love to see your face. Because everybody wants that, you know, to be cheered on because they're, you know, it's another hill that they've just had to climb or, you know, they're, they're give out because they've been running for a couple of hours. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us for the Run the Race podcast. Hope you are doing well and uh, get a little warmer here in February down here in Georgia and Alabama. And uh, I just had the chance to run uh, the uh, War Eagle Run Fest Auburn Half Marathon. It's the third annual one there where you end on the 50-yard line of Jordan-Hare Stadium. You feel like you're one of the football players. And uh, my guest today ran the 5K, uh, and she's attempted that several times and, and gritted through and did a great job. It was, it was quite cold. Old and uh, and windy that morning that we did that, um, but uh, we're going to talk to her about a lot of different things. And if you missed the last episode, uh, we talked to a young lady um, who is a, a mom and talked about her second chance love story with her husband who was behind bars for ten years, and now they're both involved in ministry and uh, how she she loves life, loves God, and um, really you know uh, cares for a lot of people and what they do in their ministry. So make sure to check that out. And she actually also was on the famous TV show Survivor. So uh, check that out with her, with Krista. Um, but our guest today, Stacy Moat, uh, by day, she is a senior environmental scientist with Consolidated Resources uh, here in the Chattahoochee Valley. She went to Auburn University where she got a degree in wildlife biology and has done a lot of studies on Fort Benning and other things. But uh, when, when she's not doing that, you find her maybe on a bike, maybe with her dog. Uh, she's building community. She says one gravel bike ride at a time. She loves mentoring athletes, getting them to the finish line, uh, organizes volunteers for sporting events and uh, doing watershed uh, cleanups. And then also um, one thing I'm very interested in talking to her about is agility training with her new dog, Luna. And uh, so that's very cool. She has been the volunteer coordinator for Tri Columbus, Georgia since 2019. And uh, she's a, a board member for Keep Columbus Beautiful. She started running and uh, with a class back in 2013 and has gone on to do a half Ironman as a relay member several years ago, completed her first triathlon in 2015, and this fall she's doing something called Biking for Borderlands that involves uh, 10 hours going to the border of Mexico and back. So uh, without further ado, uh, Stacy Moat, thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. Thank you for having me, Jason. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we're we doing this episode on the kind of the, about a week and a half out from the next race that Tri-Columbus is doing, which is the, I think it's been rebranded, the Flower Fest. Uh, and uh, the race is, what is a 5K, half marathon, and marathon? That's that right. right. And this is at Callaway Gardens in Pine Mountain, Georgia, which is uh, just kind of in between Columbus and Atlanta. So we're going to talk about that a little bit the first Saturday morning in March, which I'm looking forward to volunteering for as one of the pacers. But, um, you know, and, and along with talking about, you know, triathlons and running and cycling and uh, different things like that, I, I want to talk to you about this, uh, this new venture you have called A Girl and Her Dog. And uh, I guess the gist of it is, you know, we, a lot of us love our pets. We, you know, have dogs, cats, horses, whatever it is. And a lot of us, you know, go through trials and tribulations in life. And our pets are just like that unconditional love, right? And, and uh, you know, man's best friend, woman's best friend. And, uh, but this focus is on the, the, the bond of canines and humans through sports. So tell me about how this all got started. Well, um, I lost my uh, blue healer, Pip. 
um, a few, couple of years ago, and that hurt me pretty bad. I didn't want any dogs after that. No more dogs. And you were in a very dark place. I was in a very dark place. Um, a, lot of, a lot of my friends knew, my family knew. I couldn't really tell you exactly what was going on. Uh, a lot of things behind the scene, but um, I just couldn't function like I normally do, which was odd to not be able just just not be able to function. Kind of in a paralysis situation. Um, I felt like I was letting a lot of people down, but I just couldn't. You know, I had to learn really quickly to learn to say no, <laughs> because I was trying to do everything for everyone and not for myself. Um, I kind of just shut down and shut myself off from everybody else. A lot of people didn't understand that, but that's just for them to not understand. It's what I had to do at the time. Um, but six months after. Um, losing Pip. I came home. It was after the Super Bowl. It was after midnight. It was Valentine's at that point. And there was a little dog curled up in my yard. I went, oh no. A stray. <laughs> a stray. The cutest little thing. And I went, oh. and uh, I brought her in to get her out of the cold. I ended up getting sick that night. I ended up with a virus and she stuck by me all night long. And the next day I woke up trying to find her home. Tried very hard to find her home. She wasn't chipped. Nobody would uh, take her. I begged people to take her. All of my friends were going, I think she found a home. She needs to be with you. I said, y'all are not helping. <laughs> please, <laughs> please just pass on that this cute little dog. We're trying to find her home. And, this um, is a corgi chihuahua? She's a corgi chihuahua. Okay. And I... Uh, my, my business partner, Erin, she was trying to help me find her a home with Three Paws. And for whatever reason, I just couldn't let her go. She was supposed to go on transport, and I just couldn't. I called them that night, said she's got to stay with me. And so she stayed with me, and I, um, a few months later, um, I decided I needed to just walk with her to get that bond going, just like I had with Pip. So for 20 minutes a day, that's all I wanted to do, just challenge myself 20 minutes a day to walk with her, 20 to 30 minutes. Was so it good for the, the dog and for you? That's exactly yeah. right, because she needed that. She needs, you know, dogs need stimulation. They need to be out, they need to smell, uh, see what's going on, and that's important for their, um, their well-being. So we have things that we need to do for our well-being. We need to do things for their well-being as well. Yeah. So I started that. Um, and I went, um, I went to uh, a trip with my friend and realized that I was having a hard time getting around. It just hurt, it absolutely hurt. When you go to New Orleans and you have a hard time walking around, that's, I knew things just had to change. So I signed up um, agility classes with Luna just so we would bond again and she took agility. So that was, that was fun. So we started that and then last summer I saw an ad for an obstacle course. And I went, hmm, why not? Let me tr let me try that with Luna. It was this for would be for like a, a person and a dog. Exactly. Okay. So you signed up for competitive or for the fun run. And for me, competitive is great, but I like to um, experience through participation. So just let me do something. And I'm excited about it. So I said, why don't we do that? And we train. So we started the walk run training, and we went out to South Carolina and did it. It was where you had to, if you did the fun run, you could just walk it. You can go around the obstacles. If you did competitive, you and your dog had to do the obstacles or you had to do 30 squats if yeah. you failed an obstacle. I only failed one obstacle and it was because I did not train to throw a football through a, a hoop or through a hole. Yeah. 
So Luna got to stand there and be excited and just watch me while I did squats. <laughs> but w I had the absolute best time. I had the best time watching owners with their dogs and there were so many people there were and there's not a lot of places and things you can do with your pets a lot of times and everybody it just it was just a beautiful community that I saw so on my way back I started thinking how much I had pivoted since I found Luna and I really think that was, she's a huge part of that my friends knew <laughs> that she was a huge part of that before I did and I wanted to bring that back to Columbus and um, during that time, we were also going to Auburn University, and they have a, a human canine bond lab that you do, that you come in and do different experiences with your dog, and they're, they're taking in data and information for that for their studies. And it just got my mind thinking about how it would just be fun to do that with Luna, and other people can do that with their dogs. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I've done um, several years ago a Spartan race. Uh, they had one of the sprint versions here at uh, the Fort Mitchell area, the, the part of what used to be Fort Benning. And it was about five and a half miles and about 23 obstacles. And if you missed an obstacle, you had to drop and do, I think, 30 burpees. Oh, oh my goodness. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> um, so is that, you know, I, like you said, it's not something that maybe a lot of communities or states even have these 5K or obstacle courses with your dog, with your canine. So is that something that you're hoping to, to bring to this area? That is. So uh, we're, do, um, we're starting out small. Um, I eventually want to have a series, um, but what's, what we're going to do is do a race and that race will actually benefit an organization that I uh, am passionate about. So I work with Help the Hooch or Keep Columbus Beautiful. So the first race that we're looking at is Help the Hooch with your pooch. Um, and so, and I'd like to be able to raise money for that, for, for them through that race. Um, I'm working with Trees Columbus. We're trying to come up with some fun names for that too. Uh, I don't know if you know Dor Dorothy McDaniel. She, uh, she was coming up with some cute names like uh, Canines for Canopy. <laughs> I thought that was cute. Uh, but just something that people can get out and do and with their pets and then still raise money to benefit our community. Because I don't see too many of those. I've seen, uh, a race in South Carolina, maybe one up in Alabama, um, but I want something for that for our community. And we have a great community here in Columbus. I'm just fascinated and absolutely overjoyed with what we have here in Columbus. You can you can find something no matter where you are in Columbus. Uh, racing community, triathlon community, running with your dog, running community. Uh, just uh, we have so much to offer here in Columbus. So. Now I want to bring the dogs in with it. Yeah, <laughs> so a lot of a it. lot of active, you know, people and a growing community. And you've got beautiful areas like the Riverwalk and the different parks. And then you can go up to Pine Mountain and enjoy the trails, those kind of things. Absolutely. And um, you were telling me off mic as well that that walking that dog, it, twenty minutes a day for uh, for however long, you ended up losing fifty pounds. So you know, for you, it was kind of a, a big benefit physically and mentally. Was Absolutely. was that was that. I mean, was that the goal kind of at the beginning, like I want to lose weight, or was it just like a, an added benefit? It was just an added benefit. I needed to lose weight. I wanted to lose weight, but I wasn't thinking of that when with, I just wanted to bond with her. I knew I wanted to, for me it was I want to get healthy and I want to get strong again. But more importantly, I wanted to have um, mental well, you know, uh, mental well-being. Because uh, when you're in a dark place, sometimes you kind of just don't think that, things can be better and I, after a while I said things can be better you just you have to take little bitty pieces at a time and just kind of have that positivity and that hope for I keep saying there's hope that things will be better you just have to hold on as you're going through it so um, losing 50 pounds was wonderful it made me feel so much better 
and I could interact again. I could be physical and, and get back out on my bike more because I kind of stopped riding my bike. I could um, not hurt when I wanted to go do certain things. And so I'm still on that path. You know, I've got some more to go. But for me, it's more of about getting strong mentally and physically versus just the losing the weight. That was a wonderful benefit <laughs> yeah. to be with her. And, and, and people are great. I mean, I think we're, we're, we're in this life to, to have life with other people, do life together. But it's something to be said for, you know, uh, humans are human. And so even if they have good intentions, they may not execute that well um, in terms of, you know, maybe how we treat others and, and we ha may have a bad day versus like, you know, a pet, a canine, like, uh, you know, like your dog. You know, it's like ju the judgment-free zone. I mean, they're right. just, they, they want to eat, sleep, <laughs> and just snuggle and get petted and those kind of things. And they're, right? they're just so happy to be with you. And they just want to be outside with you you and just uh, they want to experience it too they want to experience life just as much as you want to experience it so um, I love taking her around the river walk because she gets to meet so many different people Absolutely. <laughs> and other pets too but she wants to meet more people than pets <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure but, she gets to meet some of the volunteers at the races I know like you yes. know I mentioned earlier you have uh, been leading uh, as the volunteer coordinator for Tri Columbus GA since 2019 so Tri Columbus is you know triathlons and other races uh, throughout the Columbus Georgia area and so tell me about you know for those who you may be they may be new to running or biking or triathlons or, um, but, but what does it mean to volunteer in terms of, you know, how rewarding it is and what are folks actually doing when they volunteer? It is so rewarding. It's just knowing that you're giving back to the community. So if you're an athlete, uh, I think it's so important that you are also volunteering for a race. It just has to be one race. So giving back to the community that you love is very important. Um, it's just, just, you know, our volunteers at Tri-Columbus GA that they're a heart and soul of our races. They're actually the backbone. Without them, we could not provide the you know a great experience like we do with those races. Uh, Joanne Kogel, she has set up a beautiful course through Callaway that we're having in, in a couple, well, a week and a half. Um, yeah. The first Saturday of March, right? First yeah. Saturday of March. So we used to have it in January. It's very cold in January. So uh, <laughs> we, we're now going to have it with all the beautiful flowers. I think they have 150,000 bulbs that are going to be blooming. Great. So I know you've paced for us before, yeah. so you know how it can be very cold or warm <laughs> but we thought having it in March would be so much better and but it's just it feels so good to be out there serving not just our fellow athletes if you're not an athlete then you're still serving the people in your community and there's so many different things you can do you can just hand out medals you can pace like you've done for us for a few years you can pace our runners hand out water and um, food snacks is huge because runners get hungry on those marathon courses out there. Um, we have uh, cyclists who are lead cyclists who lead out those runners. And then we also have cyclists who come back through and help sweep the course to make sure no one's hurt or needs help. And uh, so we know when everything's being finished up so we can come through and clean up as well. So uh, what else do we have? Well, we have so many. Um, and, and to be a volunteer, you don't have to have like a special degree or special training. Not. I mean, especially no. like, you know, some of the volunteers at a lot of races that I'm at are at aid stations, which sometimes you have every one to three miles with some, some water or some Gatorade or maybe even a little bit of food. And those people are, are handing that stuff out and they're just being like a, trying to cheer you up through Absolutely. maybe some pain you're going yes. through being tired. And they're just cheering you on, yeah, the, um, which is, you know, it's, it's a big, up, you know, you're uplifting for folks. It is. So we call it volunteering because they're cheering on everybody. But the volunteers are the most popular people out on the course because 
the athletes love to see your face because everybody wants that you know to be cheered on because they're you know it's another hill that they've just had to climb or you know they're they're give out because they've been running for a couple of hours but they want to see that smiling face and that and for people to tell them you know you could keep going you can do this and also volunteering inspires you to maybe maybe challenge yourself to participate in a race of your own. So that's, I, I tell people, if, if you're unsure about being in a triathlon or unsure about a marathon or a 5K, then come volunteer for us. See what it's all about. And just about everybody that I know that has volunteered for us has entered a race later on. So if anybody wants to volunteer, I would love for y'all to come out. <laughs> I'd love for y'all to come out. So. And, and is it something to be said for like, you know, that like, if you are an athlete, say you run a lot of 5Ks or do a lot of triathlons, and then you kind of, you know, after doing all those, then you turn around and you volunteer, that gives you kind of a, a different perspective, right? Absolutely, because you, you realize what goes on behind the scenes, because a lot of people don't realize all the work that it takes to put the race on to begin with. But when you come behind the scenes and, and see those athletes running through, that... Um, you see what all the work that has been put into place, but then you know, you, for me, I think I started thanking my volunteers even more when I was in a race because I knew what they had to do to put that on because they're out there cold too, <laughs> or but they may be hot in, in the in, depending on what part of the year it is. But um, I think I think coming out and volunteering if you're an athlete would put a whole new perspective for you yeah, as and well, it, and it brings. Like, you know, that volunteer group, you're part of that community and you're, it's kind of like, it's like a bond as well. Yes, right? I call us our volunteer family. I'll tell them, Triclobus Georgia volunteer family. We have a lot of the same volunteers come back year after year. They have specific duties that they want to do and, you know, they want to make sure that they get that duty <laughs> before the next race. And, and um, we have some that will volunteer for two, three, four things that day because we may be short of volunteers, but they'll sign up for different tasks and because they just love being out there and being with the community. Absolutely. And um, kind of rewinding back, uh, maybe let's go back about 10 or 11 years, about a decade. Uh, you were telling me um, that uh, you took a class called Run for God, and then you turned around like, later that year and taught that same class um, and ended up running your first 5K. What... Um, because, you know, a lot of folks getting started is the hardest part. It is. Getting out the door and, like, signing up for something, you know, going mm. to the gym, whatever else. So what was uh, – what prompted you to do that? So in 2013, uh, I was uh, at Christ Community Church, and they were doing some small uh, group sessions. And I had a friend there say, hey, I'm, I would like to do Run for God. Would you do it with me? And I, to support her, I said, sure, thinking, I cannot run. <laughs> what? I said, okay. And it's like, why not? And and my life is, support. Yes, exactly it. So we went to the first class, and she dropped it. But I kept going because I wanted to see what I could do. And um, I don't know if you know Charity Keller. She is the yeah. one who actually taught me that class. She is absolutely amazing, absolutely amazing. She can make you think you can do absolutely anything in life. So she was our teacher, and I had so much fun with that group. And I, I, I jokingly say I'm a lone wolf. I usually do my own thing off by myself. But with this, with this group, it was so much fun because we're all learning together. And everybody's a beginner because I'll tell everybody, just try something. It doesn't mean you have to do it all the time. So I went through the uh, class with them. I think I did... 
two or three 5Ks after, or during and after that class. And then Charity came back that fall and asked if I would come back and teach it um, for their, their fall session, which I did and I loved. And we had a great time. And she's actually teaching it again this year. So if anybody wants to, yeah, exactly. <laughs> wants to jump in, uh, they can jump in over at Christ Community Church. Uh, but and Run for God helped with nutrition, running, pacing, but also the faith aspect of how to get through and you rely on God and on your faith to get you through those hard times. So, but um, I thought it was a phenomenal program. Yeah, and you talked about how these things we do, walking, cycling, uh, running, um, you know, helps us, you know, physically helps us uh, with our mental health. But also spiritually, there's this connection. It's, it's a, you know, I tell people all the time that, you know, I used to play tennis, basketball, but like running and, you know, um, is such a visceral thing because it's like, it's just you and the gravel, you and the Absolutely. road, you and the trail. You, I mean, you just need a good pair of shoes and that's pretty much it. It's yes. almost like we were born to do this. Right. Our bodies were born to, to move. And so for you, you know, um, is that... Is there kind of a, a connection there that I, way? I think so. Uh, I, I talk about, a lot of us talk about, you know, miles are our meditation. And it's when you're out there running and when you're out there cycling, uh, for me, I don't think of all the outside noise. I don't think of all the problems. Um, I, it's just me being out there. And there's times after I've done that, maybe whatever problems I'm having on the outside, I could come up with a solution by the time I finish my my ride or my run. Not that I'm thinking of it the whole entire time because I'm focusing on either on not falling <laughs> um, and breathing correctly. Uh, <laughs> lots of lots of oxygen on some of those hills. But um, I think it's important that we're out there and being part of nature and um, kind of enjoying being out there, even if you're alone, just being out there and just and thinking through things. And if you have um, that faith of being out there running, you can talk, you can meditate, you can talk to God, you can do what you, you know, whatever you need to do and maybe get some guidance on those runs or their cycling um, days. So yeah. it's important. As long as <laughs> that, when you're meditating or praying or whatever else, maybe don't close your eyes. That's right. You're keep your eyes open. Please <laughs> keep your eyes open. Running, yes. Yeah. Keep your eyes open. <laughs> so. um, and uh, you were talking about cycling as well. I know you have a passion for that and a passion for, you know, gravel travel, as some people call it. So um, did that come, you know, uh, after the running, before the running, or uh, because cycling, obviously, you have to invest in a, in, in a bicycle, and, and usually a pretty nice bike sometimes, but uh, was that something that, um, okay, where, where was that born? That came after the running, and um, we always say the best bike for you is the bike you have. So whatever, whatever bike you have, that's what you need to start with. And you can always upgrade if you want, but just start. That's a huge thing is just to start. Um, I had jokingly told my friend I wanted to do Bow Bikes Bama, just thinking out loud, that, that might be interesting. <laughs> and she said, have a bike to sell if you like it. I said, okay, let me think about it. And I think within the week, she shipped the bike from Oklahoma and it was on my doorstep. I hadn't paid her or anything and I went, well, I guess I'm doing this. So uh, I think I started training. I got the bike in, maybe it was in May, and I got on it and I was trying to find a ladder to be able to get on. It wasn't, my last bike had pink streamers when I was a kid. That's the last time. And it says, oh, you can do that. Uh, it's just like riding a bike. Mm -mm, no, it took me forever to get on that bike and, and actually start riding again. So I, I got on it and I trained a probably for three weeks for Bow Bikes Bama. And I kept telling myself, just make it to Coach Dye's 
aid station, his farm. That was the first aid station. I just wanted to make it to his aid station. And I made it, and then I was done. <laughs> because I needed to train a lot more than what I did for that one. And I turned around and went back. But that really started my cycling. And I, I had started with the, um, the Chattahoochee Triathlon Club during that same time period, which um, I've found some great mentors there that really helped me and taught me how to cycle again. Because it can be intimidating if you don't know everything you're supposed to know. But just come and start is what I say. Um, and after I did that, my friend, uh, my friend Sarah out in Oklahoma, uh, she's my best friend. She was also doing a gravel race out there at the time called Land Run. I said, "Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Good for you. That's a long way. <laughs> I have a long way to ride." <laughs> and I don't know something. A couple of years later, I went maybe I should try that and so I started doing gravel cycling I signed up for that race and went back out to Oklahoma with a good friend of mine from here Dale and Joanne actually went with me and we went and I, I tackled my first 50 mile gravel race which was one of the toughest things I had ever done in my life but it was fun so I wanted to bring that back to Columbus too but at that time gravel was just starting here and we built a, a phenomenal gravel community in this area because I like gravel because road cycling is fine I love being out on the river walk that and and um, when you're on gravel it's totally different you're on the river walk you're, you're, you want to get from point A to point B usually the training but for gravel it's a totally different ball game it's we're gonna stop every few minutes and take photos because we see so many different things out on those dirt roads yeah. and if it rains tomorrow and you rode the the course today it's going to be a different course tomorrow after it rains it's all it changes ever changing on those dirt roads so um, I love gravel so I won't yeah I will talk about gravel all day long <laughs> if anybody wants to come gravel y'all come and, and talk to me for that one too but um, we have a great community and I've I just learn on on the go like most of us do we just learn and we all lean on each other there's so many people in this community I know I say community over and over again but if you want to learn something or know something, there's somebody in this community that knows it and wants to help you. It's not just about you having to figure it out on your own. So gravel's amazing, <laughs> absolutely amazing. <laughs> and, and I know kind of part of the theme of your story, and I've heard it kind of uh, several times, is that, you know, didn't think, you know, maybe you weren't interested in something or didn't think you could do it, whether it be a 5K yes, or a 50-mile yeah. bike ride or getting a, another dog. So what yeah. would you say to folks who feel yeah. like that, like, okay, Listen, that's just too much for me. There, like some people, they, they see that I'm, I run marathons and they're like, oh, there's no way I could ever do that. I, mm -hmm. I said, well, no, you can. You just have to train for it. You that's just right. have to You have to decide to do it and set that goal and whatever it takes, you know, pray, train, sleep, all that stuff you need. And so um, for you, I guess that's what will be your message to folks who feel like that, like I, I, that goal is too much for me. For me, I just tell everybody why not. Um, I was a late bloomer in a lot of things. I didn't start college until later. I didn't I didn't start exercising until much later. Um, and I didn't consider myself an athlete at all. And I don't know if it's an age thing. You know, wisdom comes with age. <laughs> I'm not sure. But I started thinking, you know what? I want to do that. I want to try that. That looks fun. And I just tell people to just try something. If, if it's not your cup of tea, I guarantee you there's something else. But um, I think a lot of people get intimidated because they think they have to, you know, cross the finish line with a certain time um, or, you know, be the best athlete that's out there or climb the hills on a bike faster than you know, anybody else. And it, for me, it's just participate. Be a part of it and just come out and start slow. 
if you want to run something, then just walk first. Learn, and you can walk a 5K. I've walked, you know, many 5Ks. In my first gravel race, I hiked a bike more than I walked. I feel, I mean, more than I um, rode my bike. I feel like so. I don't feel shame that I have to carry my bike up a hill sometimes. I'm out there doing it. So to me, that's what's fun. Get off that couch <laughs> and come out and do just something. Um, and I guarantee you, if you just start, if you just start, you're going to want to finish it, and then you're probably going to want more. Yeah. That's it's the gateway. <laughs> you're <laughs> exactly. going to always want the more. Yeah, I keep looking yeah. for something like I was like, okay, what else is something cool that I can do? And, <laughs> and I want people to think, know that they can do it too. Yeah. And you don't have to be a certain body size. You don't have to be um, a certain age. Just anybody could get out and do something like this. So just just get out and come out and do it. Yeah, start off slow so you That's don't right. kind of get frustrated or, or yes. burn out or injured and then kind of work your way up. And and uh, one thing before I f- forget on this, the triathlon. So um, I, know, I know you volunteer at a lot of them and also have I've, I've participated in some of them. What's your favorite and least favorite of the three sports? You got running, biking, and swimming. So oh. where, 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 would have, where, were they, where were they ranked for you oh. in terms of what you enjoy doing the most? Biking first. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's a tie. Uh, yeah, swimming it would come next. Okay. Uh, running would have to come last, I would have to say, um, just because my knees feel that more <laughs> than anything. When I did the relay the, for the half Ironman, I did swimming, and I, that was that was fun to do that. Um, I'm going to say biking all day long, though. But even in triathlons, we tell you you could walk if you you can swim, you can bike, and then you can walk, and you can still come across that finish line and the great things that we have here is our races have it where you can we have a floaty division so if you don't like to swim that's our favorite thing Joanne loves that too that you have uh, she's created a floaty where you can get the coolest floaty float down the Chattahoochee you don't have to swim then go get on your bike and then if you want to run the 5k run the 5k if not just walk it you can still finish and get across that finish line the great thing about us is we we don't necessarily have the the cutoffs the time limits the, the time yeah. limits we have a time limit that once it gets past a certain time but you know we'll have to go ahead and cut it usually it's because it's getting too hot and we have to keep it safe for the volunteers and for the athletes but um, Ironman has a def- definitive cutoff <laughs> that you yeah. have to do. So, but so just start in your hometown. Well, there's so many races locally and even in our region that people can start with. Um, yeah, yeah. Just get started. Find somebody yeah. that uh, that can and help you along the way as well. And, yes. and I alluded to this, mentioned this at the top of the episode about how. Um, you uh, finished the 5K. I, I, um, uh, me and some other friends of mine did the half marathon, but you did the uh, War Eagle Run Fest 5K where we finished on the field. And you were, I think I saw your post, you said it's like third time to charm. So this was something that I guess you had um, wanted to come back and almost not a revenge it, thing. It was more of a redemption, wanted... <laughs> like a redemption. redemption. So go. I did it. The first year I did it was during the the peak of the darkness. I, I, I should this say this is after you had lost this your was dog. Different. Um, um, or let me think. I think it. Was, I think I still had him during that time, but it, but it was still. Um, I was overweight even more so than now. Um, but I was just having a difficulty with just life in general, with just coping. I guess so you should say with everything. I was just sure. tired. Um, I did that race. Thought. Sure, I, you know I've done triathlons, I've biked before. Let's just go. It's, you get to finish on the field, so come on, let's just go do it. Yeah. And they have a cutoff, and 
the photos that you can pull up of me on that race, they have the golf cart behind my heels, basically. And I'm, it looks like I'm dying trying to get up a hill. And f f also, please don't, if you're, if you're a race coordinator or anybody, don't put a golf cart or anybody, a sweeper, right on top of your last athlete. Just don't do that. Don't do that. Stay way back in the back and just watch them. Yeah. But Because that just messes with your mind when you're doing that. But um, it was horrible. I felt horrible. I got through it and I did it. And so I said, oh, I'm going to do it next year. So I did it again next year, the uh, last year. And I had started losing weight during that time. And I felt so good that I started running. <laughs> and I had trained with just walking during that time. Well, I was running and I ran downhill. And I don't, you remember once you go down that hill, but you have to turn onto the, there's a green space oh, yeah. uh, sidewalk. I, I think you're half a mile from the finish line at that point. Well, my IT band and my whatever with my knee decided that it was done for the day. And all that time I had gained because I was, you know, running, which was stupid because I should have trained and ran, but I did not. I lost because I could barely walk to get to the finish line. I, but I had to make sure I got to the finish line. So it took me forever. So this year I went, I'm doing it again. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to have to. <laughs> and my, uh, my friend Jane and I said, let's just do it. And we're just going to walk. We're not going to be heroics. <laughs> we're not going to try to run it. Let's just walk except for the last 50 yards. Because <laughs> you want to run across the, you know, the field. The field, the field. Fly down the field. Hashtag, That's right. Yeah. You want to fly down the field on that one. So we flew <laughs> down the field on our terms. But um, we PR'd. So I PR, I think I PR'd like 18 minutes from, or no, 22 minutes from the previous year wow. and then 13 minutes from the first year. Um, but, you know, it's not about the PR all the time. It's just about finishing for, for me. But I was happy that I felt good versus the first two years. I did not feel good at all once I finished. But you have to train. <laughs> I have a propensity to jump into things and try it just to try it and not train the way I should <laughs> all the time, but I'm getting better at that because yeah. you know, I just want to do it. I just want to get out there and train. So that's why I'm training really hard now. I have a race next month uh, out in Oklahoma, and then I have one next fall, and I'm determined to be strong for those races <laughs> for that one. <laughs> and, so. and speaking of that, um, that you have uh, decided, to, um, decided to do this thing called um, – Biking for Borderlands, right? Yeah, that, that's coming up yeah. this fall. So tell me about that because so, that sounds like uh, it's some big numbers here. That's some big numbers. So it's actually called, um, the race is called Spirit World 100, but they have uh, three different distances. Um, they have a lot of elevation out in Arizona <laughs> versus here. Uh, I think I can go up to North Georgia and practice and train, but I'm still not going to get that elevation I need. But it's called Spirit World 100, and it's because I'm going to look on there too. Um, they talk about how um, you, you kind of enter a certain place when you're in an endurance situation and you're pushing yourself and you may feel be shutting down you know uh, they say you're entering the spirit world because uh, you just have to get into your own mind you have to rely on your faith you have to rely on uh, yourself and to be able to push through to get through to the finish line 
So this is called Spirit World 100. There's, and I am doing the 50 mile distance, but it's actually 58 once they add it all up. And this is a cutoff time. Um, it's gonna be, I have 10 hours to get from Patagonia, Arizona to Mexico and back. And you're one and of 250 cyclists that are, you've got 10 hours to do that. That's right, we have 10 hours to do that. So some of us are doing the 100, some are doing the 80, and I just, I saw the elevation and decided I was gonna start with a 50 and then maybe Next year, if I do it again, I'll go up to the 80 <laughs> yeah. and then keep going. So and you love, you know, you're, um, you know, um, obviously have a background, like, as I mentioned, in environmental science. And this benefits <coughs> the Borderlands Restoration Network. So for you, That's I guess right. it's kind of a win-win, right? It is. So um, I, I joke that, you know, I can't do anything. I can't just go ride my bike somewhere. I have to turn it into a mission because I just feel <laughs> like we have to support each other in this world because you know sometimes this world is a dark scary place and if we're not helping each other out then you know we just have to be doing that and um, Borderlands Restoration Network they do a lot of the work that I do here locally we, you know we do watershed protection um, we do um, native plantings uh, we do a lot of erosion control and inspections here in town and they do that there but they're also um, they're putting in erosion control to help with to um, keep improve the soil conditions out there to help with the slow down the velocity of water that runs through there when they have their their flood events, um, and they have wildlife corridors that are out there that are very important for mountain lions. Jag they've just found their ninth jaguar out there where I'm going, and so many different species and those. Uh, that wildlife travels back and forth during migration and it's important to not have infrastructure that's blocking those corridors to keep them from getting back and forth or they're going to get hit by cars or they can't get to where they need to go so I looked them up I had been following them probably for the past five years and I went you know what let me reach out to them and see if there's anything I can do to help them raise money and I thought wh why not I'm going to raise money for every mile that I'm going to bike, I want to raise $100. So I'm trying to raise $5,800 to go for their wildlife preserve, those wildlife corridors, and to plant native plants out in that area. So I'm still doing the work that I do here in my community, but I also want to help that community too. And um, my goal and dream is to see a mountain lion. That's, very, that's a very slim possibility because mountain lions are so elusive and very evasive. So I thought, well, why not raise money to help with their habitat and protect that habitat? So even when I'm gone, they're still going to have that corridor in, in place and protected. So I'd still like to see mountain lion <laughs> go out. <laughs> I'm not going to give up that hope, but I know. So, so it doesn't come after you. That's right. right that's right. So <laughs> you, you, um, <laughs> you'll, you'll learn how to bike even faster. Then. <laughs> Very fast. That's probably what I need to make sure I'm going faster. So, uh, but I reached out to them and they said, oh, we would absolutely love for you to do this yeah. for us. Thank you so much. And so um, I actually just um, started today. They're giving me my link and everything so I can get going. So I've got several months to come up with that. And I'm gonna do it. Yes, you're gonna <laughs> I'm do gonna it. raise that money, and I'm gonna make that ten mile, make that fifty-eight miles in ten hours. So, wow. whew. yeah. But I've got a great team behind <laughs> when, now me. When is so. that gonna be? It's in the fall, but when? So it's when? in the fall. So I am. I fly out. I think October 29th, and then okay. the race is November second, I believe. Gotcha. I think it's there. So I can spend yeah. a few days. I'm gonna go and visit with uh, Borderland Restoration and check out the preserve um, and check out the area. I love the desert anyway. So yeah. <laughs> I love the, I love rock, love desert. So I'm and, excited about that. And, uh, here in town, like in West Georgia, 
I think you told me about how uh, in Meriwether County, you work with their tourism board to try to develop gravel roads so people can cycle and kind of enjoy. And we, I mean, we've got this great area here, the Fall Line Trace and, and Dragonfly Trails where people can, can walk and bike and, and run and, and take their dogs. And, and it's, uh, you know, where it used to, be, uh, um, used to be railroad and now it turned into this trail. So like these communities like Meriwether County are developing gravel roads. What's the importance of that? Having places or like beautiful parks where people can like enjoy, you know, exercise the outdoors, those kind of things. I know. And I look for those when I visit a town. I look for the natural areas. We need to save our natural areas as much as possible. Um, our, our brains, our minds need to be out in nature. Um, and having that in a community with, for cyclists, I'll say, we, we like to stop and have somewhere to eat. <laughs> somewhere to eat and somewhere to, uh, you know, rest our heads when we can. But that brings in dollars to the community as well. So if you're bringing in gravel cyclists or runners to a, a specific spot, that's bringing more um, financial uh, or dollars to that community. But it's also uh, such a big positive impact on the people who live there for their health and their well-being just by being surrounded and being able to get outside and and um, with their dogs or with their their friends or people um, with I, I want to be somewhere where there's trees I want to be somewhere where there I can be next to a river or a creek or uh, the desert or the you know rocks I want to be there Meriwether County is great working with their tourism board they're doing uh, we call it gravel travel Georgia I think is the I probably should have looked that up. But, uh, <laughs> GravelTravelGeorgia.com. Like so, and we went out. I worked with Meriwether County. Um, the, the, they are a great group. I've worked with uh, Carolyn there. And they don't want to pave their roads. Not all of them. They want to keep their gravel roads because they see what an economic boost it could be to bring cyclists to their community. But then also for people to be able to get out and enjoy themselves and see the history and nature in some of our areas. So I want everybody to come out to Meriwether County as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to find gravel uh, routes in the area. So I worked with them and with a group that out there to create routes all throughout Meriwether County. And we tried to entwine historic aspects at, as much as we could, because I love history as well. Just so um, people can stop and, you know, like I said, you know, we want to find the mile markers and we want to find cool flowers and birds and animals and take photos, even a beautiful view shed. You know, we, you don't want to look at just houses, houses, houses. You want to have that view shed of something beautiful and natural. So um, I'm, that's why I love having the river here <laughs> and yeah. the river walk. Dragonflies Trails is amazing too, but um, we've just lost a lot of our gravel in our area and in, in Columbus area uh, even in Phoenix City area we've lost a lot due to development yeah. which I get we need places to you know we you want to have some balance there, that's right yeah. we want some balance so Meriwether County's got some great some great routes yeah, <laughs> and Callaway way. Gardens is going to be beautiful for the flowers yes. and just going through even even with the hills that kind of thing and I yes. assume you still well we'll put a link in the show notes of where people can register uh, for the races coming absolutely. up um, yes. at the beginning of March or okay. if they want to I assume you still need volunteers absolutely we need <laughs> we need many volunteers not just for this race but for the ones coming up in um, in the summer too so we'll have two races here in Columbus and then we'll have two more races after this March race in Callaway. So be, and and these, some of these will be sprint triathlons? So we'll have a, our first sprint triathlon. Um, we have a super sprint in Callaway in June, and then we'll have a sprint here in Columbus, and then we'll have our Olympic distances, one here uh, and then one in Callaway later on in the summer. I always look for 
volunteers at every single race. And but the one that we have in July here in Columbus is a fan favorite. And it, because it's, it's a sprint, it's something, something good to start with, something easy, I say easy to start with, but you enter the river through um, a water slide. Yes, yes. <laughs> One I at see, a time. It's yes. A inflatable. It's a big inflatable water slide. So Joanne came up with that really cool thing where she just, you know, we send them off. And it tickles us because we just <laughs> love seeing everybody, everybody's face. And they get so excited. And once 30, they hit that river. 60-year-olds. Yes, <laughs> they love it. They absolutely love it. And uh, you just jump off and then fly down. You know, I mean, swim down. You swim down to the boat ramp, then run back up and then jump on your bike. But it is such a doable race. I tell everybody to start with that one if they can. And uh, or start with a super sprint in Callaway. Super sprint's a little bit smaller uh, distance, so it's uh, a lot of people are scared of the roots to swim in the Chattahoochee. <laughs> and we said, well, then come to Callaway, and we call it um, swalking. So it's so shallow in that lake, and uh, is it Lake Robin? Yeah. It's so shallow that you can pretend you're swimming, but you're really running as you're running, <laughs> and you move your hands. <laughs> you know, so you're swalking yeah. through there. So that was actually my first triathlon was a super sprint in Callaway. Wow. I did that one first and um, that's, a, that's a little, that's fun. It's just, you don't have to bike as much or as far on that one too. You don't have to run as far on that one either too, but great. it's so much fun. I tell people, just come and dart, just try it. Yeah. Just try it one time. I promise you, then you are hooked. Yeah, <laughs> the Santa out. Claus 10K through Fantasy Lights is a fan yes. favorite as well. Um, and Stacy, one last thing yeah. I wanted to, we talked about this a little bit before, but um, you're talking about being kind of in a dark place. And a lot of folks, we have, you know, we have peaks and valleys and sometimes the valleys can be deep, the, the peaks can be high. You know, sometimes we kind of stay pretty steady, but a lot of times it is an up and down life that we, you know, go through the stresses from work or from family or from just how we feel about ourselves. And, and, you know, maybe thinking back to, you know, how you were 12 years ago, three years ago, you know, now to now, I mean, it has, uh, you know, the, the fitness aspect of it, the cycling, the walking, running, um, volunteering, uh, all that, has that really kind of really, um, kind of you know, made you f feel, you know, has that helped with your mental health? It has. It absolutely has. Um, in the very beginning, I was still trying to do all the things for all the people at the same time while trying to do those things, those races and doing the training and being outside. Um, I think what I've learned the last couple of years is that I've learned to stand up for myself when it comes to my physical and mental well-being. Um, and, you know, like I said, you know, no is a complete sentence. <laughs> That's the answer. You know, you, you, if you can't do something, you know, you, you just have to really focus on your priorities and and, and being that they're out there for you. And, it's okay and to say no. Absolutely okay to say no. I have a friend, and I know if he hears this and he listens to this, um, Jason, if you hear this, he's always telling me, you need to tell people no more often. You need to do your race because I focus so much on making sure everybody else is having the best experience and doing all the things and all the all the support for, I want to support them but then I don't focus on m my best self to get to where I want to be so um, just stand up for yourself and make sure that you are standing up for your own mental and physical well-being because th that is just a huge uh, boost in in our I don't know I guess in our brain cells uh, to, to have that physical aspect for me that physical aspect when I'm out there running or walk maybe mainly walking we'll say walking <laughs> when I'm out there or cycling finishing, but, no, matter yeah, what, finishing right? no matter what but just like just just stand up for yourself and, and do the do what what you need to do to take care of yourself not and if that means 
shutting down other things in your life, that's okay. Yeah, it's okay you know, to pick so and choose. Absolutely pick and choose. If you need to leave certain areas, if certain areas are toxic to you, just go ahead and just shut that down yeah. and just focus on what makes you happy and what you want to do. And, and I'm saying cycling is one thing that will make you happy. Yeah. <laughs> Traveling and all that. Yeah, it's that. okay to realize that we're human beings. We are not superheroes. That's right. We, you That's know, right. And, and you want to balance and you want to set your priorities. Okay. What, you know, you need to devote more time to, to family or to your church or to volunteering or to do your job, whatever else, you know, and, and you kind of stack those things up and you say, okay, the stuff at the bottom of the list, you know, I might dabble, but, um, but, but that's, you know, I can't completely go in. And, uh, so if people like, uh, we, that, what we talked about at the beginning, uh, the, the new venture, a girl and her dog, is there a way that people can find out more about that? Or, or so I know it's kind of a new very thing. new. So <laughs> I actually just launched everything last week, working on getting the website and all that, um, straight away and, and pulling the team together. I had phenomenal, uh, response the day I launched. I launched on the day of my gotcha day for Luna. So it was important to me to launch on her day. And I had an outpouring of text and messages wanting people wanting to help. So pulling all of that together, just created LLC. Um, I'm going to have a Facebook page set up for that soon so people can look at look for that and that way I can announce the full details for the races and pull everybody in so we'll need volunteers for that yeah. <laughs> and I'll get it. the link from you as well from okay. uh, that race coming up uh, this fall in Arizona and okay. of course we'll put in the show notes as well a link to uh, the uh, races the flower fest races Callaway Gardens because you can still register for that for the next week week That's and a right. half so yes, we got you can. plenty of time you can even uh, register the day of I think we'll have a cutoff for t-shirts metal guarantee I mean a t-shirt guarantee um uh, next week but you can actually register the day of if you decide to come yeah. on out to so if you want to try to run a two-hour half marathon you'll have a guy named jason dennis that's there right hold, holding a sign there wearing a bright shirt and uh, <laughs> smiling We're, i'm going to probably be singing some 80s songs or something oh, i love it we'll have we'll have a good love time it. so yeah. well stacy thank you so much for being here opening up and and i'm uh, looking forward to volunteering and and, uh, and hopefully others will sign up and do the same <laughs> yeah, so. thank you so much i appreciate it and we'll see you march 2nd Once again, you can find links in the show notes uh, for Callaway Gardens, those races during Flower Fest, the very beginning of March. Uh, I also link to volunteer because they still need folks to come out there and be uh, volunteers and, and uh, hand out stuff and hand out medals. And uh, it's always a, a lot of fun to be on the other side of those races as well. And you can also find in those show notes uh, how to donate to her Biking for Borderlands uh, for some great environmental causes and also uh, how to get involved and in what her uh, a girl and and her dog LLC is all about. So we appreciate uh, Stacy joining us uh, for a great conversation here on the Run the Race podcast, which again you can find on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Apple, where you can uh, go on that little purple microphone on your iPhone, and also uh, scroll down to the bottom there, and you can write a quick review. Give us five stars if you like it. Uh, give me a few sentences what you like or don't like. We were open to all kinds of um, criticism and uh, praise uh, for our podcast. It's been going on for more than four years now. We also wish uh, Stacy Moat the best as she trains for Spirit World 2024. She says those uh, uh, first 12 miles of cycling out in Arizona will be uphill, then uh, maybe some scary downhills after that. And uh, coming up before that, uh, in fact, this Saturday, February 24th, Stacy's house is going to be one of the drop-off uh, spots uh, for Keep Columbus Beautiful. They are collecting new and gently used shoes. I know a lot of you runners out there, maybe you have some 
uh, leftover shoes or maybe uh, some that don't fit you anymore or that you tried out and uh, and, and don't need anymore. So uh, definitely come out there and uh, help folks out because those, those are going to be going to folks in need. Um, and, you know, it was great what Stacy was talking about with dogs. I have two dogs myself, Scruffy and Poncho. Uh, our family loves them, uh, nine years old, 12 years old, uh, great parts of the family. And uh, so important to you know, walk them, have them out in nature along with you. Uh, good to um, you know play with them uh, no matter what. And so uh, keep them active along with yourself. Um, she had uh, Luna recently. Uh, Stacy said it was her gotcha day about a week ago and says it's so much like her and, and really helped her on this uh, twisty path for her own mental health and happiness. And one last thing on that, uh, she has this thing that she posted on social media. Uh, it's this thing that her, her attitude or her mantra is, why the hell not? I'll say that again. Why the hell not? It's kind of part of her pivot for this year and, and for the rest of her life. Uh, she says, it's, you know, it's just try new things. She says, you know, uh, get started with something. You know, even if it's something small, try it out. And um, if you don't like it, move on to something else. And you want to live life to the fullest, right? Um, and, uh, you know, carpe diem, as they say say. Uh, here, here are some of the things she listed as examples of what Epic can look like. She says, finding a new trail to hike, visiting different restaurants with friends, volunteering at a special event, reading a book a month, visiting a different museum, or maybe cooking a meal outside your culture. All sound like great things, living life to the fullest, and uh, Stacy's a great example of doing that. So uh, again, we appreciate you joining us here on the podcast. We know there's a lot of choices out there, and uh, as we close out the month of February. And I'm going to close out this episode as I do uh, every week in prayer. Dear God, just uh, thank you for this opportunity to talk about uh, just improving and, and coming out of that darkness, uh, the light that you provide for us. And uh, we just thank you so much for the joy that you give us amidst the chaos and amidst uh, the self-doubt and uh, being tired and uh, being stressed. And Lord God, just help us uh, uplift our spirits, help us uh, lift others up, and uh, we can help them uh, be stronger physically, mentally, spiritually, and uh, that we can all help each other out and uh, volunteer for each other, cheer each other on. And uh, thank God, uh, thank you, God, for the opportunity to do those things at races like Calorie Gardens coming up, this beautiful world that you've given us. Let us not take for granted that scenery that's all around us, whether we're uh, walking, cycling, running, or just uh, just in our own backyard or, or where we live. So uh, thank you, Lord, for uh, this world that you've given us. In your name we pray, amen. All right, everyone. Uh, well, we are uh, going to be entering uh, kind of spring uh, pretty soon, so looking forward to that. And uh, I think next week on the podcast, I got an exciting guest for you. He's uh, not from this area, but he is a big uh, North Carolina Tar Heel guy, and um, he is actually a national podcast host when it comes to college basketball. We're going to talk. And, and along with that, he also teaches worship at a Christian college uh, up in Missouri. So uh, he has got some interesting faith and fitness stories as well as we enter a March Madness coming up very soon. So looking forward to my conversation with him and, uh, and introducing you to Isaac Shade. So uh, until next time, have a great night. <laughs>